Hey, welcome to Create Out Loud and a special extra bonus episode, which is extra, extra special because I'm actually going to read to you my very first Substack and tell you some of my thoughts and feelings about creating it. For those of you who don't know what Substack is, it's a writer's newsletter platform that you can visit on an app called Substack, or you can subscribe to and have sent to your email box like my newsletter has gone out for 22, 23 years. And I've just moved over to Substack in part of the recreation from burnout that I've been engaged in and talked about in an earlier episode. Part of what brings me to Substack is to find new readers and to really bring into focus both my climate activism, optimism work, and the link to the novel that I'm devotedly chipping away at. And part of it is because, quite frankly, even though I have written a newsletter and had a very public online presence for decades, I also feel like I've hid. Like my newsletter is, it's kind of a hidden secret. So some people have been on it for 20 years. Some people find me. They're there for a bunch of different reasons. And I found myself feeling like I was hedging my bets there, not quite being fully the writer that I want to be and really confused about it. And it led to more of that feeling of burnout that I talked about a couple episodes ago. And Coming out on Substack is saying, hey, I'm public. I'm public about what I care about, and I'm public about what I'm writing about. And that's, frankly, terrifying. Terrifying. And you may be like, well, what difference does it make when you've been writing an email to 10,000 people for all these years? I don't know. There's something about people being able to just stumble upon me and find me on the Substack app. There's something about being judged And I want to share that because I know so many of the women that I've worked with over the years as writers and creatives, and probably you, maybe not, maybe hide or are afraid, whether it's you share your work, but you don't fully come out with what you want to say, or you don't fully put yourself into the craft of what you want to do with your art, or you hedge your bets in other ways. And I feel like that is one of the things that can lead us to why bother And it's scary and it's hard. And what is truth and what is honesty? There's no place to arrive at, but there's the feeling of ping. Yes, that's it for now. That's me fully showing up as the creative I am. And for me, my creative medium is writing. And for you, it may be many things. But where's that place where we say, yes, I'm allowing myself to be fully expressed and to be seen? If being seen is important to you, and it may not be, in which case, disregard, disregard. All right. So that's some of the terror behind Substack. The other thing that's been hard is for me to say, Substack is a place where being a generalist can work, but in general, as it becomes a more robust platform with more writers, having a particular take, a specialty, a niche, that silly little word, has proven to be useful. And I've really balked at that. But at the same time, my business manager and and people around me have been reflecting, you know, you don't seem as excited to write this newsletter, which I really have been devoted to for, for so many, many years. So I had to look at the fact that choosing is my art. I needed to choose where did I want to explore? Where did I want to take a stand? Where do I want to be in conversation? Not have answers because that always shuts me down and I don't need to have answers and neither do you. But we do need to be able to convene conversations, be seen, engage. So what was the topic? What was the topic? And I I would think about it on runs and I would record these garbled nonsense sort of 
voice memos to myself and nothing really clicked until, of course, it did because that's how our unconscious works. And what clicked was the point of the novel and the point of the novel in so many ways for the individual characters and for the world at large is it's not too late. And that is something I am so passionate about. I believe doom and giving up and thinking why bother kills us even while we're still alive and can kill us as a species and take many other species with us when it comes to the climate crisis and uh, species extinction. So it's not too late is what I'm exploring in my novel. Why wouldn't I explore it in different ways in my Substack? And when that clicked, it felt awesome. And I like full speed ahead and I wrote my about page and I did a session with Sarah Fay, who's a great uh, resource if you want to go and explore this platform. But then I got really stuck for a couple of weeks again. And I had to really sit with, do I want to take this project on? Is it important to my goals? How much will it take away from the novel? And I'll be honest, that was really hard for me. I'm like, I'm I love to jumpstart, right? I love to be in, I'm all in and to stop and go, do I really want to do this? How does this fit? Do I have time? Do I have energy? And I've been real upset about it and irritated. And when I finally decided, yeah, this feels right, it felt like I was breaking a pattern. And I think these are the kind of patterns that lead us to projects that aren't ours to do, which lead us to feeling overwhelmed, burning out, that kind of thing. And I'm glad that I engage with the pattern. That's what I got to say there. Okay, so that's a lot about my background about moving to this new publishing ecosystem. Now I'm going to read you my Substack. Hello, hi, thanks for being here. How can we live and stay engaged in the midst of existential threats and daily heartbreaks while still playing full out and enjoying our lives? That's the question I wrestle with these days. On good days, I say to myself, yes, yes, oh yes, these are the days. Good days, sunshine. I express myself, take care of my people. All good. And then record scratch. Because we are hurting, because I am hurting, because we are exhausted, because we're terrified of the climate crisis. I mean, the weather this summer, people, of AI, especially as writers, my book showed up in that database. My books have been scraped for AI of another pandemic, of the existing pandemic, of species extinction. Look, I'll stop there. You don't need the litany. I do not need to recite the litany. Because we are bewildered. Do we make our art? Do we have children save for retirement? Do we give it all up and devote ourselves to stopping the bad guys? And there are plenty of them to pick from. Because what we have done in the past to pull ourselves up and keep going may feel empty and fake or just not work anymore. Because the pandemic kicked something out from under us and we're struggling to figure out what and even if we want to rebuild. Because giving up can feel safer than starting again. And because as much as I want to swoon back on a fainting couch and declare, this is all too much, we should all eat barbecue chips and watch Friday Night Lights reruns until the world blows up. I can't. Giving up is so tempting. It's so safe. It's comforting in its own nihilistic way. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I got a strong nihilistic given up tendency in me. And I even have a kind of fainting couch in my bedroom. 
yet I can't. And yes, I am one of those people who sobbed when Nate pieced back together Ted Lasso's Believe sign. Just so you know who is speaking this, writing this, I'm a sap, I'm a believer, I'm a why can't we all join hands and just figure it out kind of person. But it's also understandable, right? The fainting couch watching reruns of Friday Night Lights scenario. If you've ever want to join me, if you ever want to join me on that fainting couch, come on over, but just bring your own weighted blanket. When the fainting couch gets boring, which it does, or we get worried about, say, bed sores, how do we get up and where do we go after we get up without clenching our teeth and setting big, hairy, audacious goals? Because whoever thought a hairy goal was a good idea? And we are truly and utterly kaput with hustling. We've seen that man behind the curtain enough times now to know that that way lies nothing but more curtains with more nothing behind them. Life beckons to us dreams and desires and people and the desire to make beautiful things, to write meaningful things, to stand up for what matters. How do we keep doing that in the face of so much suffering and madness and all the systemic crap that we all have to deal with? Of course, some of us more than others. That's what I'm curious about. So I come back to my burning question. How can we live and stay engaged in the midst of existential threats and daily heartbreaks while still playing full out? or half out, or part of the time out, (laughs) and enjoying ourselves. Because we can't keep going unless we love the going. We can't keep going unless we love the going. I want to write about how it's not too late, say, to reconnect with a friend you haven't talked to in 20 years. I've got friends like that. I feel guilty. I don't reach out to them. Maybe I'll do an experiment about that or write about that. Maybe not. Maybe it's too creepy and too much. I want to talk about what it's like to start a novel when you have held that dream since you were in high school and you have failed at it repeatedly. Yes, that is me. And yet you wonder regularly, am I wasting my time? This is taking a lot of time and will take a lot more time. I could be using this for direct climate action or whatever your thing might be. I want to write about how it's not too late to have a voice in whatever it is you care about. I want to write about how it's not too late to quit. It's not too late to love who you want to love. And it's not too late to love more. It's not too late to show up in your relationships, full stop. I want to write about writing, of course, because I have for decades. I have studied writing since I was in high school. And I coach writers, and I love it. And I have been a climate action person since high school and a meditator since I was 12. So, yeah, that's all fair game in there, too. And mostly I want to be in conversation and I want to write about your questions, not because I have any answers, because I do not have any answers, but because I don't want to feel alone in this crushing maelstrom of our current world. And this is not a newsletter about aging or about being middle-aged, because I had my first, it's too late, fainting couch episode in high school, for pity's sake. So this is for all ages. Let's get started. Let's be hopeful together. And tell me, what feels too late for you? Thank you for being here. So that's my newsletter. That's my mission. What do you think about it? Could you come over to jenniferloudon.substack.com and you'll see everything that's going on there whenever you listen to this. It may be months from now or years from now when you stumble upon this, in which case, hey, there'll be a whole bunch of posts. Or if you're listening to this soon after this podcast is published, then you could comment. Tell me. What do you think about this mission? What are your questions? What does it feel? What feels too late for you? I'd really love to hear. 
All right, we'll have one more bonus episode of Create Out Loud, and that will be with my amazing New York Times bestselling client and friend, Lauren Fleshman, author of Good for a Girl. And we'll be talking about the process of her writing that memoir, when she was depressed, when she was realizing some big life changes needed to happen, and um, lots and lots of other good stuff. And that'll be our last bonus episode. And you can come over and follow me on Substack, and I'll probably read some more Substacks if you like the sound of my voice and want that. Okay, thank you so much. And whatever, whatever, whatever you do, create out loud.